What it is! How's it going, everybody? Today we're going to be reviewing Renfield, the newest horror comedy action movie. It's a lot of things. Who knows what we're going to talk about in this crazy episode. But I know some of the things, you know, we're talking about cages and their Nicholases and their Holtz as well. Talk about Aquafinas, not the water, the person. Although I guess they're singular, not plural. You know what? It don't even matter. The point is... If you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Hello everyone, welcome to The First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. I am here with Alex and Jerome. How are y'all doing today? I'm just like, Alex, how you doing? You guys haunt my nightmares with your smiles. <laughs> um, not bad. I mentioned earlier that I'm a little bit in pain because I traded desks with my sister and it's really nice. Um, I got a standing desk now. So it goes up and down oh, for my nice. house because I do work from home a little bit and I love it. It's been really great this week working from home, besides like the back pain. Um, it's an introvert's dream. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I like I like the people I work with. They're actually really cool and everything. But like I like being in silence sometimes and just doing my job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm missing out on gossip at at the office. Which I love. I love listening to. I'm not one of those people that get into the drama because I don't have the attention span for it and i also don't care enough but i love listening to other people's drama dirty i'll be like who are we hating today how do we feel about them like <laughs> usually they're cool in my book but like i need to know the vibe of this conversation let me hate who you hate let's go on so uh that's really the only thing i miss <laughs> is a bit of the conversation but like this week yeah it has been pretty chill and tame and so like i'm enjoying that wave of like calmness right now i'm appreciating it Nice. How are you doing, Jerome? You got back good. on your trip? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I was out last week because I was uh, celebrating my mom's birthday with her in uh, North Carolina. She had a great time. Uh, my girlfriend came with me. She had a great time. Uh, and all in all, it was good. It was good to just have a vacation and also go to a warmer climate. You know, being out in the South again, you know, it's like you can wear your short sleeve shirts. <laughs> Isn't and just it humid relax. though? Like not right now. Not right now. It's going yeah. to get humid uh later though this year, I'm sure. Um once it hits the summertime, like full on summer and probably around like May, June. Uh so we hit it just before the humid time, and I'm not going back until after the humid time. <laughs> so that'll be great. Um But yeah, it was a good trip. It was fun. Um and then this week, uh after getting back, uh really just just trying to get back to the swing of things. Finished up some shows. Uh, Mandalorian season finale just happened. It was dope. It was so good. Um, it's been a rocky season. <laughs> Jack Black and Lizzo. <laughs> it's being the highlight of how rocky it got. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it ended strong. It ended really strong. It ended really well. So uh, it was a really solid season finale. Like really last, this last two episodes was really good. Um, and then Abbott Elementary. I think this is the season finale. I don't know. This is like way more heard, episodes than the last season. <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah. that either the next episode or the one that just aired 
is the last episode. This one seems like a season finale episode. Like, yeah, it does. It had that vibe of like there was kind of like a finality when like the three. Oh, I have I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Why did you just stop like that? Because like I was like gonna that? I was contemplating I was contemplating about like saying something and like just being a jerk or like no, I think I'll just let it go. Also, That's how why like, you not see me yet, Jonathan. You're the like Abbott Elementary promotion you guy. You were the one to constantly I'm, telling I'm us to watch it. To- I'm very far behind. I need to, I need to catch up. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing about that show is just uh, Gregory's eyes all the time. He like keeps a very stuff, but his eyes are so expressive when <laughs> they pop out sometimes. For me, I I'm like it. I can't watch the show without thinking about Jonathan. Not just because Jonathan is a huge fan of Ab Elementary, but every time I see Gregory, I'm like, "That's Jonathan." Gregory, mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> you, you do look like him. You look a lot like him. <laughs> you're not as maybe as not as buff, but you're definitely like Gregory. Like you are Gregory. You also don't. You don't have as like the big eyes either. You have normal size eyes. <laughs> but it's like you're his same height. Your style is similar. I'm like, that's just Jonathan. <laughs> If he was a teacher, Did you know, and not I although saw, you like more things than Gregory does, you enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, um, he's actually Tyler James Williams. He's probably I know he probably doesn't look like you, but he's probably actually skinnier than me because he has Crohn's disease. I saw his men's health interview. Oh, um, yeah, he has Crohn's disease, which is why he can't like put on a lot of weight. Um, but the clothes that he wears, I feel like he he wears them well, so that it. it... Oh yeah, you know like, what? He has he has broad shoulders, so that tends to make you look a little like wider and buffer. Yeah. Well, I know he for me, like because my uh, while I was home, my because um, you know I've been skinny my entire life, always had a high metabolism, and and still do to this day. And my uh, my aunt. Uh, while I was in South, uh, the Carolinas, she was like, <laughs> yeah, what was that? What were you, you mad about it? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it sounded like. Go on with your story. I don't need to explain myself. <laughs> but my, my aunt was, uh, she was like, wow, you really like filled out and stuff. And it's like, and uh, since you were a kid, I remember when you were really, really small, you were really skinny. And now you're like, you've, you've put on more weight. And it's like, in my head, I'm like, no, it's not that I put on more weight. It's that I wear clothes that fit me. Like I figured out how to, like when I, after I left college, especially, cause I was watching old college videos that I filmed in film school. And I was like, God, what am I wearing? <laughs> but it's all like baggy stuff or whatever. And it's like, now the clothes I wear now fit me better. I look more stylish. And it's like, when you're really skinny, there's ways to look fashionable and stylish it's just you got to find the right clothes that fit your body type like you can't just wear just anything because either it looks like your clothes are swallowing you or if they're too skinny it makes you look like you need to eat (laughs) like stat like you're starving and it's like there's a balance in there somewhere and then but you know again at the same time find what style you like you know what what you think you look good in because everybody has their own style um, you can do that with any size because I think a lot of us, it, I think we're just also from that generation of like people who wore baggy clothes in high mm-hmm. school. Because like, yeah, I looked at old photos and I'm like, who just let me wear clothes three times my size? <laughs> how, how? That's the reason I fell down. It wasn't because of any other issue. I just was tripping over my own clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, last thing, uh, I also uh, finished 
playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order recently because uh, the new the next game is coming out, Jedi Survivor. It's awesome. I love it. It was so much fun um, being a Jedi, just walking around with your lightsaber. But it's really hard. It's not like it's not like you just whack things with a lightsaber the entire time. Like you gotta like time your strikes and everything. It's all, I, if I can compare it to anything, the gameplay is you know for anyone who's played Dark Souls, it's similar to that. But it's like a to apply it to a real life situation it's more like fencing where like you gotta wait <laughs> sometimes before you strike in 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 a video game that's hard for some people where it's like there's a patience to it and a skill to it to learn it um but regardless fun game definitely had fun playing it can't wait for the second one to come out um at the end of this month so that's been my week i've been kind of just kind of just surviving <laughs> it's like enjoying some entertainment um uh, and getting ready for next month when a lot of stuff comes out that I'm excited to see. So, like movies and stuff. What about you, Jonathan? This was, oh, was it finally? Are you finally done with the? Finally, I mean, yeah. it has to be because you posted pictures and I saw you. I was like, look at scientist yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, but he also he looked like a little kid trying to put science. together. <laughs> <laughs> like it like we a little kid with his little science kid like look mom i'm doing science like you sure are <laughs> and then you accidentally make mustard gas <laughs> or open the upside down yeah <laughs> did you get the, like killed uh, or something like in the stranger things experience were you like one of the scientists that got slaughtered by the demogorgon uh no well it, you you can you can actually find out because the Stranger Things experience is coming next to Seattle. Yeah, it's been promoting on my Instagram constantly, and I'm like, man, we should go. <laughs> we should. We yeah, can be hey, like, maybe hey, I, Jonathan maybe did if, that. Right. Maybe if I go up there, we can. I can like. Yeah, you could be on the other side. Yeah, you know, you'd be on the opposite right. side of it. Like, ah, yeah. So this is what it's like <laughs> to be on this side <laughs> of the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, when we were working at the movie theater, that's what we would do when we used to go out to actual theaters. We'd be like, this feels weird, just like being here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no we don't have to clean up, up after, after this after this movie experience. We could just leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was also like, oh, the, I know there's like after scene or after credits, like, stuff but like i also feel bad for staying for them right i know all of them are just like waiting to be like you're my last showing right out. that was that was me today when i saw renfield the guy was standing right like he 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 uh came to the corner of the theater he walked into mm -hmm. the theater and stood at the corner where we would stand like two minutes before the movie ended and was like watching the the end of the movie i'm like I remember those days when we would go in there. Oh, oh, they said the line. Oh, we can go in now. And that's when it's about yeah. to end. And then we would wait patiently, knowing that there wasn't an after credit scene. But we would <laughs> just, wait in the full theater. Just staring at, at everybody being like, this is like a war film. What are you doing? Why are you waiting? This is Dunkirk. There's no there's no special scene. Right, like there's, there's no Dunkirk 2. <laughs> um. But anyway, but Jonathan. Yeah, I, the, the, uh, um, I, I, I guess spoiler. Well, I'll just say it's 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 you don't. It's not clear. Okay, to answer your question, Jerome. Um, oh, I see. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to like to to not spoil the Stranger Things. Well, I imagine that at the Stranger Things experience because it's supposed to be for all ages, right? 
Yeah, but crazy stuff happens in it. Like the kids in the uh, from the show, they're cussing up a storm in the like you see Vecna. It's 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 okay. But I feel like scary. that's what kids really are when they're away from like their parents. They like curse. I've I know I did during during the show because it's like a you go to the rainbow room and everything if you've seen the show, um, mm-hmm. and multiple times when I've played that role as Doctor Alex Mathers. Uh, I, I'd say I'd had, I'd say I had about like maybe four or five kids who cried during the whole thing and their parents <laughs> didn't do nothing about it. It would just be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. And then when that happens, you know, we tell the stage management, like after they leave the room, like, Hey, there's a kid crying in the, in the next room. You might want to, or whatever. But the parents, it's always about them. They're like, oh, I don't care if my kid is traumatized right now. I'm going to enjoy Stranger Things. Now. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> well, don't bring your kids. Like, Stranger Things isn't a kid's show. Like, right, Stranger right. Things is very much for adults. Like, at the very least for teenagers. You know, as far as the youngest crowd. Like, it is not meant right. for kids. <laughs> so that's that. So, hey, we may we may have to go. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be in Seattle. Probably if it's the same, it'll be about five, six months. Mm. But um, that happened. And then uh, we had a couple sittings uh, for work, which is when we, you know, bring in the celebrity um, and they get measured for their figure. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Can you tell us who's next then- on the to get their figure or is or you have to keep a hush hush i have to i have to keep a hush hush okay <laughs> but you'll find out in due time cool um, <laughs> the suspense uh and then also i have been watching beef on netflix See, i've heard so much good things about it and i i, I just canceled my is netflix so now i'm movie? missing out on all these netflix things <laughs> Right. Yeah, I might try to steal somebody's Netflix. I know who though. <laughs> um, it's it's a show, but I thought it was a movie too when I first uh, heard same. about it. I thought it was a movie. Yeah, but it's a show. It's ten episodes, um, starring um, no, I can't think of Ali names. Ali Wong uh, and Stephen Yun and Ali Stephen Wong. Yen. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Yun and Stephen Ali Yen. Wong. Um, they are great, and the show is great, and it's so unique. It's like a it's like a dark comedy kind of about these two, like, the first episode, like, right from jump, they get in a road rage um, kind of situation where they're, like, cussing at each other. It's it's an, the most, it's an intense road rage scene. Um, <laughs> and then that is, like, the catalyst for the rest of the show where they're just trying to, like, get revenge on each other. And it's, it's, it's pretty great and pretty, like, deep in a way. But, yeah, it's really interesting. And it's made by A24. And I love A24, so. A24 is good. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, um, so I was, yeah, that's that's been my week. The trailer Sorry, for um uh this movie uh, for Renfield. We'll talk about Renfield in a sec, audience. Just give me a second. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, one of the trailers is a movie that I'm like contemplating watching because it just looks so good. Even though I'm not really into horror movies, especially not demon possession movies, but this one it looks interesting. Is uh, talk <gasps> to me. No, oh. no, I I could give two shits less about the Pope sex. <laughs> Whatever, I want to see. It. Oh. No, no, talk to me. Um, talk to me. Looks so. I've heard oh, so yeah, much good things good. from the because it's been making its way around the uh, film festival circuits right now. Is that um, South by Southwest this past weekend and then or a couple weeks back and then it was also at I think Toronto Toronto Film Festival too. So at TIFF, 
Um, but it's been everywhere it's gone. People are just loving this movie and saying it's like one of the best horror movies coming out of this year, which I, I mostly want to see it because it's made by the same guys, the Raka Raka guys, if you remember them. No. They're the guys who used to do a lot of those like crazy stunts on uh, YouTube, like stunt videos and stuff where they did uh, like Ronald McDonald's and like fighting all the like all the uh like mascots for food and they did a mortal Kombat. It, they always used to make the biggest thing was their all their stunt videos were always so bloody it was just like a ton gallons upon gallons of blood and i remember they and then they stopped making stuff for a while and i was like man where did those guys go and turns out this is what they were working on as a movie um the, the from a24 so it's cool to see some youtubers start out on youtube which all their stuff is always professional on YouTube even. So to see them grow to make a movie is pretty cool. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Also, I forgot to mention Black Lace Sketch Show also started back up again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I only remembered it because Jonathan, you saying, Max. Yeah, you saying um, uh, played the role of Alex Mathers. The way you said it reminded me of there's like, cause this, this season doesn't have in the Black Lace Sketch Show, they always have this like through line that's supposed to be like the connective tissue of the of the season of like the story that the ladies are going through or something this season they're not doing that but they instead have this new thing they're doing where like they'll have a sketch and then after the sketch one of the lady like one of the main stars will then be like it's an actors you know they do like the actors round table or something like that type thing where an actor discusses their role they're playing another character who played the role of that character in a sketch in like in the sketch you just saw and it's really interesting and it's, you know it's, it's funny it's cute because there's still because like it's really weird because i'm like okay so you're playing a character who played a character <laughs> in your sketch it's really it's really creative and interesting and i'm like uh well there are only two episodes in so far in season three but it looks interesting it looks it's like great. show within a show within a show yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that um and also funny enough uh uh Jonathan, you know, this is that chick Angel from Kev on Stage's podcast. She's part yeah. of the cast now on Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, really? She's like, uh, a, like a main cast member? Kind of. This year, they, they're they like, because they've been changing the cast constantly per, through seasons. Like the first season, they had Quinta Brunson and um, another uh, another actress who's not there anymore, or Lacey Mosley. Um, and then they weren't back for the second season. But for the second season, then they got Sky Townsend and uh, somebody else. And then that those two dropped, like, and then one of those other ladies. Oh, no, that's when Lacey Mosley was there. Then Lacey Mosley dropped off. And now it's uh, just. Because she did iCarly, right? She, I think so. She yeah, I think it's like as they get busy doing other projects, like the ladies just kind of bounce around. And so now it's just Robin Thede, Sky Townsend, um, Gabrielle Dennis. And, uh, and then, like, they have three other ladies who are, like, they say guest star, or they, or they either say guest starring or co-starring, one of the two. So they're not in every sketch, but they're in a good chunk of them. Um, and so that chick angel is one of those like extra stars who she's not technically part of the main cast, but she's in a good bit of the sketches this season um, as like a, as a supporting cast almost. Um, but I was like, cool. I'm glad to see her doing work. I know Tony Baker was in the last season, <laughs> like in a, in a sketch oh, cool. just real quick as like a guest star. So it's cool to see her like, uh, also that she got, I'm just glad to see all the Kev on stage people do well and do and get work. So Same. I listen to their podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 
For our podcast, what we are doing this week is talking about Renfield. Renfield came out in theaters on April 14th, which was uh, last week. By the time you listened to this two weeks ago. And Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count. His various demands and all of the bloodshed that comes with them. Uh, Renfield stars Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage, Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, uh, Shore Agdashu. I butchered that name. I apologize. <laughs> Brandon Scott Jones, Adrian Martinez, Camille Chen, and others. So, if this is your first time listening to one of our reviews, basically, we'll first talk about our non-spoiler thoughts. We'll get into what we, you know, if we liked the movie, if we didn't, then we'll give you a warning and we'll go and deep dive into spoilers. Uh, so, Jerome, what did you think about Red Field? Overall uh, thoughts. Overall thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I think this movie is a lot of fun. Um, it definitely has like uh, that comic book element to it, which is interesting because I don't know if you guys both know this. Uh, who wrote this movie? Robert Kirkman. Yes, creator of The Walking Robert Dead. Dead. So, uh, and it's and it shows like this is very comic book the way it, it plays out. This this made me think of like this would be a great like three issue or four issue little story about Renfield and Dracula and stuff. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in this movie. I think my only issue with it, though, um, is that it feels like it's too... It, it, the, the tone is kind of all over the place. And the pacing of it is pretty bad. <laughs> like, but only because the it's because of the criminal stuff. All of the criminal stuff. Like, the there's a whole crime organization subplot in here. And... I, it, I know why it exists. It exists to provide plenty of action for the story. But I feel like this is a story that was interesting without it. All my favorite parts of the movie are with Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holtz, who do a great job in the film playing Dracula and Renfield and their interaction and this discussion of a narcissist and this codependent person in a pretty, you know, an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, even though it is not necessarily you know, a romantic relationship, it still very much can mirror that type of relationship. And all that stuff was the most interesting. It was the most nuanced and uh, great. And every time it was just that, I was like, I am glued to the screen. Like I, I am really interested in this relationship and what Renfield's going to do and you know how he's going to find his inner strength you know, and all that stuff. And then we would go back to the criminal stuff and I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> like because it's because it's not like you know what it is it's that it's not that it's intre it's not anything you haven't seen before like that's i think the problem is that you go from this really interesting nuanced detailed like examination of an abusive relationship with this narcissistic boss to this very generic and by the numbers criminal story that you've seen in like a thousand other movies and so it's why the tone just feels all over the place for a lot of this movie um, but performance wise, I think everyone does a pretty okay job. Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage, I think are doing the best, but, um, Aquafine is okay. I don't think she like drags the movie down, but at the same time, she doesn't do anything that's not, that I can't see another actress having done. 
Um, but she handles the action pretty well, and she's pretty funny. Like she actually delivers the, you know, she's she's funny in everything she does as far as comedy goes. So I, I expected nothing less from her. But uh, she's great with her line delivery here. Um, the only thing is, I I wish because I've you know you look at like Jumanji the next level where Aquafina really gets to play a character and you get to see her range. You didn't really get a lot of that here, so that's the only disappointment for me as far as having Aquafina here. I feel like they could have they could have done a lot more with her character specifically, um, but it is what it is. Overall, I thought the movie was fun. Um, I don't think it's like a thing I'll watch again. Uh, or that it's bad it's just not like an amazing film to me uh i feel like there's a lot of stuff they left um untouched that if they had used done that part of it a lot more it would have been a lot better for me personally alex how about you initial thoughts yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was fun hammy you know, I think that's the route they definitely wanted to go. Um, I actually didn't know it was Aquafina when she, I first saw her in the cop outfit. Didn't look like her to me. Oh, really? And then I was like, afterwards, I was like, oh, that's Aquafina. Yeah, I literally did not recognize her in the cop outfit. Uh, it was like, yeah. Anyway, um, but it was like, okay, it it is a very campy and hammy movie, and like. Because they're like, oh, it's a sequel to the, like, technically it's a sequel to the Dracula movie. It, you don't expect the same level of, like, horror and thriller as the original, or it once was, uh, Dracula film. I like some of the new lore they put in that I didn't, I don't recall ever reading in the original Dracula story. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's a neat way to look at it. And Nicholas Holt does really well as Renfield. I will say he does remind me. The entire film, all I kept thinking was he reminds me of like mm, yes. 2010 Gerald Way. He's got the emo hair going on. Oh, Gerard Way. Gerard Way. Yeah, like that's all I kept thinking about with his hair and everything. They did a great job in his makeup, feel. making him look very like dead. <laughs> like, because my, my mm. girlfriend, uh, Ari, she was like, she's like, oh yeah, that's the guy from Warm Bodies. I'm like, yeah, because he looks like he's still in that film with the makeup, making him look all gray and pale. Very, they, they do a great job <laughs> making him look sickly all the time. Mm hmm. Uh, but I think it was a, it was a, just a fun film. I do know, I watched an interview with Nicolas Cage. And when he was doing it, when he was doing Dracula, they asked him to be more Nicolas Cage. So, like, they knew what they were trying to do with this film. And I think <laughs> they succeeded with that, where it's not supposed to be taken too seriously. You're supposed to enjoy it. I will agree that, like, sometimes the subplot of, like, the criminals and stuff took too much, like, light. Like, it felt like it was too, not a subplot, but an actual plot, like, squeezing its way into the film instead of having you focus on, like, Renfield and his toxic relationship with Dracula. So I think that's the only real issue I had with it. It was like, not, not bad. I, yeah, I don't think I'd see it again, but it is like a funny concept that I really did enjoy. Cause it's, you never think about what happened to the humans that have been like in captured, enchanted. Yeah. The familiars or like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, the after story. So this was like an interesting way to look like that. Um, what about you, Jonathan? What do you think? I am going to echo what you guys both said. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, it wasn't like 
oh my gosh, that was the most amazing movie I have ever seen in my life. I'm gonna be thinking about this for the next week. I'll probably won't think about it after we end this episode. Um, <laughs> but I had a good time while I was watching it. And what was interesting to me uh, when I was first watching it was uh, the cast, the fact that they cast uh, quite a bit of comedic actors, Aquafina, Jason Schwartzman, um, or is it Jason Schwartz or Schwartzman? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Ben, who's ben Jason Schwartz? Schwartz. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. I, I mean, I, like Jason, I, like I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think it's no, no. I don't think it's Jason Stamos. Not Jason uh, Bate. Are you thinking Jason Bateman? Oh, Jason Schwartzman no is an actor. Okay, he's he's. Because uh, I'm about to say, I'm like, I think that is a name. It's just, <laughs> it's just yeah, not. He's, yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in, Scott, he's in Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm like, no, that is a person. He is in a movie this year. He's in um, an, uh, he's in uh, the new um, uh, dang it, what's his name? Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Wes um, Anderson Astro works City. with the same he, people. Ast- like, Astro yeah. City. He fits his, uh, Wes Anderson's aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like with Jason Schwartzman. And he's also supposed to be, they're making a Scott Pilgrim anime um, that's coming to Netflix. And it's uh, all of the returning cast from the movie are coming back to do their voices um, for that. For that. Too. Oh, he's also going to be in a movie with Sandra Oh and Aquafina. So there we go. We found a connection. Um, but, <laughs> Six degrees of bacon. But Ben Schwartz, who is also a comedic actor, uh, they cast him in kind of like the uh, one of the villain roles. Uh, I, that just there with the casting kind of set the tone for the film and the fact that you had Nicolas Cage as Dracula and finding out that they wanted him to be more Nicolas Cage makes sense. I feel like Nicolas Cage now has this kind of he's been typecast uh and i feel like i haven't seen him a lot in stuff uh maybe because as a result of the typecasting like maybe he's had sort of this uh, attachment to his name that he he isn't really like a serious actor nowadays well he's been doing a lot of indie stuff because he did like pig and like willie's wonderland and um color out of space like he's been doing a lot of stuff that's been like if you're if you're looking for it you'll find it but if you're not you like you don't know what he's doing well i think it has to do with like yeah he's being typecast almost as himself so now he's yeah. with indie projects, they don't want Nicolas Cage. They want like you to do the part. Yeah, I want right. a character. Like recent, rec- recently, uh, like he was in, even in that movie where he played himself. <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably the biggest thing that came out recently that he was in. Other yeah, than the before that it was um, Spider Verse, thought- probably. I think. Mm-hmm. But I thought he did a great job in this. I thought he played a good Dracula. Um, there were points where I was like, oh, is that even is that even him? Like where he would kind of like change look. I was like, oh, is that is that still Nicolas Cage? Is that still Dracula? Um, and uh, he was even intimidating at times. Like there were times where he was genuinely like intimidating and scary. Uh, so I thought I thought he did a good job. And I, I thought the cast uh, did a great job as well. It was very camp. The movie was very like campy uh like intentionally humorous so much blood like when anyone would 
get like well here when, when anyone's head what? would get stepped on or anything like they their head would explode like every single time without fail see i so uh we'll, we'll get into the blood and the spoilers for me because i had an issue with the blood uh but not what you would think uh <laughs> not, not like how you would think uh, but overall i had a good time and it was so much shorter than i imagined it would be like i was like oh it's over already oh no i thought it was the perfect way was... i was like yeah <laughs> I, I, I wasn't I, don't get me wrong i was not complaining about the, the length of the film but i was like oh this seems like it's like an episode of like like <laughs> i could see this as an episode of a series on netflix about like movie monsters and stuff it had a very Netflixy vibe. Yeah, it did. Yeah, especially with all the neon lights. I was like, "What's with all the neon lights?" It makes this film look way. It reminded me of Bright in that way because of like all of the like how how the lighting was in this movie. Um, because yeah. I'm like, there's a way to do neon lights to make them look cool. John Wick has perfected it. <laughs> John Wick has perfected how to have neon lights in your movie and it still look like epic. Uh, but. It's like it's very hard to do because it's like if there's too many, it looks either too eighties or too fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those are those are my initial thoughts. So now let's get into spoilers. Uh, Jerome, you just brought up spoiler about the blood. Well, the so uh, go ahead. What, the what blood bothered me about? not because I I had an issue with the blood because you know you know me I I like if it's. If you start out that way where it's like, listen, we're going to be, it's going to be a bloody movie. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm in for it. Let's go. I'm in for the ride. But my thing is I'm like, I want some consistency because there are gallons of blood everywhere, but it's all CG blood. So it's like Redfield will, Redfield will straight up stomps a dude and it's just blood spurting up forever. And then the next, but then when you look behind him, that body is perfectly intact. <laughs> no, there's no wounds nothing and he is perfectly clean a little bit of spots of blood here and there and i'm like no if you're gonna go camp you gotta go the full mile you've gotta have gallons of blood just caking everything all of the all of the walls should be painted red quit that's one thing i will give quentin tarantino he's like yes my movies are bloody and yes tomato sauce will be everywhere but dang it tomato sauce will be everywhere the balls the bed sheets the the floor everything will be covered in blood because <laughs> it's like yeah if it's that bloody it might be ridiculous <laughs> but it's consistent <laughs> and with this movie that bothered me so much it's the same thing that like of like for me anyway it's the same thing as like when a movie is out of sync with the voices where the mouth is, and it's not an, you know, an old Kung Fu movie. If it's a movie in the modern day, mouth moving, words not synced, and it's not a foreign language, I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's not working for me, I can't do it, I'm sorry. What, what modern movies have been like that? Oh, none that have like oh, gone to theaters or whatever. I'm just saying as an example. Um, but that's just how it felt for me, where I was like, I was like, listen, if you're gonna have all of this blood and gore, cool but then make sure that it exists in real life if you're gonna Ooh. do john wick does cg blood but when john wick does cg blood 
it's gunshots and stuff. So, you know, the blood is just like it's it's on the wall or something. Contained. And then yeah, it's 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 a smaller surface area. Here arms are getting ripped off and <laughs> like people are losing limbs, heads are getting knocked off. Like when it he, needs to be like when gushing he, blood. <laughs> when he ripped this was also my favorite scene, by the way, in the apartment like complex corridor, that fight scene. When he ripped dude's arms off and then started using them as nunchucks for the other guy. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it was fun. It was funny. It was interesting. And I'm like, how much more fun would this be if there was actually blood flying everywhere? He's just getting it all over <laughs> That's my thing, where I'm like, you know, I have scenes, no issue with the scene. Like it's just, you know. Scenes like that and the, all the, the way that they use a random amount of blood at times, like a lot of it, reminded me of like those really crappy 80s horror films. Mm. When they just started using like fake blood everywhere, it's like no, nobody bleeds this much. There's not enough <laughs> yeah, there's blood, not in, the blood in your body, body. <laughs> for what you're like doing. Like, there's no reason. There's nobody who has this amount of blood. That's what it felt like at times when they were like all this blood. I was like, see, but Quentin Tarantino does what that. What's going on? He'll do that. Like you, like when you watch Hateful Eight and like the shootout at the end of that movie. Like I'm like, there's no way you have enough blood in your body to still be having this whole lot like monologue. There's no way you're dead because <laughs> there's there's blood everywhere. Why are you still talking? <laughs> you should not be conscious. Uh, that's just that was my only thing with the blood. But I, you know, I loved the the over the top action sequences though. I thought it was fun. It was fine. Like I was like, cool. He's knocking heads off and <laughs> stuff. Now that I think about it, this movie is like an '80s horror film in a modern day mm. style. Mm-hmm. Now that like I'm replaying the movie in my head, I'm like, it's very much like, B movie. I feel like a movie I would have seen like an 80s style. Yeah, it's a B film. Mm-hmm. It's got that vibe to it where you're like, you're really here not for the horror or the thriller. You're here to like have like make jokes about this movie. But like if anybody insults it, you're like, hey, screw you. That's a, it's, it's a good movie. They all did their best. They are, the acting was pretty good. Like all the all the actors did like really well for like a campy film. This was like I, I was like, oh, the um what i had mentioned the lore i never thought about like renfield still being alive at the end of dracula or living 90 years later i assumed he would die at a normal human age and then dracula just got another well if he gives him his power like i think i because i don't think in the original does he give renfield power i thought it's just renfield just works for him i maybe that was that Maybe that was the kicker. Maybe they, they had to add that for this film in order to make it make sense why he's alive and kicking. Because I, I think I recall either from the book or the movie that basically he's turned Renfield into like what is a rodent. So he's like timid and squeaky and like eats bugs. That's all he needs to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So And he's like totally in his control. But it was nothing about like gaining powers or like having more ability. More ability immortality uh or anything like that that's why i was like oh there's this like new lore like gaining powers when he eats bugs that that's nowhere in any book or (laughs) or concept of dracula or renfield yeah but you know that's very comic booky you know that's why it's like you know it it makes sense to robert kirkman it's like if that's a very comic booky way of doing it um but it works you know it's fun um 
I especially like, uh, I think Nicolas Cage, I mean, he still definitely has his Nick Cage isms or whatever, um, in there for sure. And in some of his performance, but I thought he was actually pretty decent, like pretty toned down. Um, and, and even charming at times, um, as Dracula, like he, he really, he really owned the role. I love, especially that when they do the flashbacks and it's definitely like, it's filmed to look like the Bella Lugosi Dracula movie, mm-hmm. yeah. especially with the, like that classic scene with the eyeline, uh, lights, uh, for Dracula. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. And a great way visually to kind of tie the two movies together, even though technically they're not. But it's like that's a really neat way to kind of make it make it kind of seamless. Um, I really appreciated that a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked Nick Cage as Dracula. I think he was a because I I mean I knew he would do a good job from the trailers. I was like, yeah, he looks like he's doing a good job. He looks like he's having fun. <laughs> playing the role and uh and he didn't disappoint like he was great as dracula that's why i love their scenes together especially that scene when he's like he knows renfield's lying and he's just like oh 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 you you just you just like you were gonna go you were gonna you were gonna get me my dinner later okay cool you're on your way got it got it i'm just like it's very much that thing of like when you've lied to your parent and they know you're, and they know you're lying, but they want to keep up the act to see what you say, what lie you come up with to, you know, to, to yeah, cover you your know ass. They know, but nobody's willing to like break it and be like, tell the truth. So everybody knows, but you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, with Nicolas Cage, I will say, like, there are actors out there that like just they get typecast into themselves. And they end up just playing themselves in every themselves in every role, kind of like Ryan Reynolds. Every role he kind of plays is Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage, although he gets typecast as himself, it is still different versions of like himself. He morphs how they want Nicholas Cage to be, but he morphs it into the character. So I will say that about Nicholas Cage, he gets a little campy and like he works off that vibe of like, I'm Nicholas Cage, I'm weird, and blah blah blah. But like he really does still perform his role properly and like brings to life a character another character to even though they're like you we just want you to be Nicolas Cage as Dracula he's like no I'm gonna be Dracula with with Nicolas Cage (laughs) it's like seasoning uh I do like I love how they made when he had his like teeth out they made him mumble and like his talking was off yeah yeah I really like that because there's always that thought of like so vampires, when you have your teeth out, do you have a lisp? Do you like talk funny? Like, cause like you had that blockage. So they actually did that with him. And I'm like, oh, I like that little detail. Like it's a little detail, but I loved it because it answered like that question. I love his teeth. I've, I like the idea that he just has all of his teeth are sharp, but then he just has canines that just in, like grow out longer for him to eat. And I'm just yeah. like, that's, those are always been my favorite type of vampires. I love the, uh, even right now I wrote a, a short, comic book story for an anthology um story with vampires and i my vampires are monsters they're not just like people with like little 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 baby canines they're a little bit longer than they should be i'm like no vampires should be monsters they should they should have like super sharp teeth and look like creatures of the night and so i love that dracula in this he's like he looks like a creature of the night like if you see him coming you would be freaked out and terrified (laughs) especially when he's laughing and he shows all of his teeth and you're like oh my god like you're scary any man in the cape you should run from just 
FYI, any man in a cape. Right? <laughs> he was scary. I also like speaking of the cape. I also like the look of the cape. The fact that it was like leather. It was sleek. I was like, let me let me get one of those capes. That's like I, there's I a the the, and the costume design in general. Like the costume gotcha. design, I felt was was pretty cool, especially with uh, well, I felt I feel like Nicolas Cage Dracula's costume was the main standout because it was really the only one that was outside of the uh, you know normal clothing but mm-hmm. i i would really uh there's a scene in the trailers that i thought i was really hoping would be in the movie uh you saying that is like a black one of the black dudes is one of the criminals when they invade the hospital he like looks at the cape he's like yeah i'd rock this right here this dope <laughs> and i'm like that's it and that scene wasn't in the movie and i was like god damn it <laughs> that's one of the best jokes ever <laughs> oh, man, in the that trailer <laughs> that's a really good scene and that poor black dude he probably told his mama and everything he's like mama i'm in a movie i gotta start a roll everything i was in the trailer then he can watch the movie his ass no ain't in there <laughs> At least you got to be in the trailer, though. I guess that's true. There was a no, no, no. It just like it came back to me all of a sudden. Sweet Home Alabama with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, we like we owned the DVD at the time, and like we watched the deleted scenes. All the deleted scenes had the same actress in them. They pretty much just cut out this one actress <laughs> from every from the whole movie. Every See, deleted she scene was her, off is and you that only is. <laughs> yeah, she only got one like scene, and it was at the end of the movie. She was in like the newspaper clipping at a, at a wedding announcement. And she was standing next to like the guy she dumped. So it's like, and we were watching, we're like, oh, oh man, she probably went to that premiere, and she's not in anything, not in a single scene, nothing. <laughs> But that's just where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, this line would have been perfect. Oh, you cut it out? Oh, man. That was probably going to be a good line or like cut out a whole person. <laughs> With the costume this... design, I like I like that although Dracula had like an old timey style, it was still like modern where you wouldn't like draw too much attention. Yeah, his suits were badass like, when he was wearing his suits and stuff. Yeah, yeah like in um, what we do in the shadows. Mm hmm. They all dress like Victorian times, oldie times. So it's like, well, you're wearing this like straight up historical costume. Like, I'm going to stare at you. Him, he was just like, you could walk past and be like, that's fashion, man. Mm-hmm. You got taste. <laughs> you got taste and money. Like, I respect that. <laughs> this this movie, uh, I was reading and it says uh, this film was announced in 2014, focusing a story of the character Renfield in the classic focusing on a story of the character Redfield in the classic monster universe. But the film entered development hell after the commercial failure of The Mummy in 2017. Interesting. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Kirkman later came in and pitched a new version of the film to the studio, leaning more into the comedic aspects of the story, and the production rights were acquired by Skybound Entertainment. That's interesting. This was going to be a dark universe movie. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. It made me happy that they dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is, this is way better this way. We remember the mummy. (laughs) I didn't even watch it and I remember it. So I watched it. I, no, let me rephrase that. I got half an hour in and, and I had literally about 15 to 20 things I disliked already that I couldn't, I, I stopped the movie. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I literally just can't. And it wasn't even Tom Cruise's face that was bothering me. Although that was um, number one on the list. I just put that for any Tom Cruise movie. 
I don't like his face. I'll say that every day. Um, but I'm really happy then that they put it like a stop to it because this Dracula was definitely like better and more fun. And, you know, I'm kind of tired of the dark universe where they make all these movies and shows into like serious dramas and darker versions. And it's like, well, no, because the state of the like, world, you've seen, me laugh. remember the mummy? Like they were going to probably make it like an action movie, but Dracula's like a badass or something. And then he's like, oh no, like, like maybe Mina Harker gets kidnapped, taken style, and Dracula's like, is like I'm going to. I have a particular set of skills from Transylvania. I'm going to suck your blood and kill your sons of bitches. Click, and then he just goes on an adventure. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's just. I feel like there would have been like this really unnecessary dramatic scene of like, do you fear me? You should fear me. I'm a monster. It's like, yeah, dude, you're a monster. There's blood dripping <laughs> everywhere from all the walls. And, like, you have fucking fangs coming out of all your teeth. Yeah, I got that. I got you're not human and a monster. We, you didn't have to tell me. But I just, yeah, I I, I don't. I'm, I'm glad they made that decision to uh, let Renfield just be its own thing. Because um, then it's like you have the freedom to do what you want. And, you know, and, like, and play around with some ideas. Like, I don't think they would have went for this toxic relationship storyline if it was part of the shared universe you know um but that being said though that's i think the best part of this movie easily whenever it's nicholas holt and nicholas cage and and that support group which is easily like every time he went back to support group it was a uh, it made me laugh every time just <laughs> like with all the and all of the characters are great in that support group bob carol uh mark as the like head of the the support group like all of them were great and so it's just and I, i'm sure a lot of them are character actors but they're they're really good they were really good and really funny and just had great delivery um yeah <laughs> they're just great I, I like that one line where they're like what would you do what would happen if you stop feeding into dracula's like yeah if you stop caring to dracula's needs he's like he would come into full power he's like right that's a weird way to put it but yes the way that line is delivered like that actor like that. is just great <laughs> i'm here and there okay yeah because i was I how saw, much did you guys hear all of it like you oh. just froze for like a, a second just there. a tiny second oh i didn't i didn't see you freeze at all you rose for a second for me, and then you re like, and then you sped up, and it's yeah. like the internet caught up to well, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Well, all I was saying was I love that line, the delivery of that line where he's just like, "Dracula's gonna come into full power," and then he's like, "That's a weird way to put it," but yes, that's correct. What you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he, it was great. I, I loved, I loved it. Um, the the support group, but it's like all that stuff. My favorite parts of the movie favorite parts of the movie especially because i felt so bad for renfield especially that scene when he's getting like backed into a corner he's trying to defend himself against dracula and it's just nothing's working and it's like it, it you feel bad for him because it's like yes this is a very fantastical story involving dracula and renfield but you know that in real life there's a lot of people that can relate to that whether that be an overbearing parent who is a narcissist and, and imposing their will on their children to uh, an abusive just relationship in which your partner is is like that or or a boss 
like sometimes it's a working relationship that's like that so it's like it's a very relatable story that i'm sure a lot of people can connect to of that experience and i'm glad that that scene in that scene there's no powers nicholas cage like as dracula he doesn't use his powers or anything to overpower renfield all he uses is words and it's then that's enough you know and that kind of helps like like feed itself to the theme a lot of of like you don't need like it doesn't take someone who's as powerful as dracula to still be like this uh abusive person all it takes is just someone with that type of personality with that type of attitude you know and if you notice a lot throughout the film he mainly uses his words with renfield that's his control over him you never actually or at least i don't really recall that much of him laying a hand or like hurting him it was it was a lot of words except when he he does that one time well in that in the beginning he does that one time to scratch his belly and like and and open his wound again uh to show his intestines but that was more for oh you're talking you're oh you're talking about dracula to renfield yeah yeah dracula to renfield oh i i i thought you were talking renfield to dracula oh no he he busted his head open at the end no no no. renfield renfield was renfield was owed that it's true he was owed that moment but uh yeah like which the 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 attack at the beginning though is very much just so they could show the plot point of dracula's blood (laughs) um i mean it is in character too when he just he he strikes him but it's just like like they gotta show that somehow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get that plot point in there. I will say, yeah, there's yeah. no use un, unused plot points, plot threads in this movie too. Because I honestly forgot about the protection circle thing from the beginning until they mentioned it at the end, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> Which they probably wanted you to forget it so that it's like, oh yeah, it comes in clutch. Yeah. Which the so the person can't get out, but other people can get in during the protection circle. I guess. Well, it it I guess it traps evil. <laughs> and since Dracula's evil, he can't leave, but they can walk in and out it because they're not evil. Okay. Yeah. Um, the mob boss woman, uh, played by Shorei Agdashlu, I believe. It's I, I, I've all never known how to pronounce um, her name, but I love her as an actress. She's great in everything she's in, and her voice is just... <laughs> so deep every everything she plays in i'm like you know it's her from her voice she has just that husky like hello renfield like you know what i mean like that type of voice and but it's great it's great that's like made to be in like power like there's always a scene where she's gonna be in power because it's like all right that voice is like gonna command me to do something and i'll probably listen the weirdest gonna be in an upcoming the penguin series the weirdest thing she ever played um for me the penguin series is that weird no uh like, like the no from the the, the, the batman, batman penguin, penguin. <laughs> oh yeah. i was like are they doing another madagascar penguin thing i was <laughs> no. like you know if she wants to make people smile go for it no it's the like, batman it's a it's a batman like spinoff show just or, starring uh, penguin. what's it called happy feet like <laughs> um but she's uh she plays in uh the punisher in the punisher she just plays a mom She's just a regular person. <laughs> and I remember just being like, yeah, but you're like evil though, right? And then it's just the whole show goes, it's just like, no, she's just a regular person. I'm like, how dare y'all hire this woman? Y'all hear her voice. She is clearly meant to play like bosses and witches <laughs> and evil people. 
I hate to typecast her like that. Meant to play but somebody it's true. like. <laughs> but it's like somebody like I'm scared of you, but I respect you. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm a li- like I respect you a lot, and like I respect how you got there. But like I'm a little terrified of you, so I'm especially gonna do what you say. Uh, it's kind of like when they had oh, uh, what was that actress's name in Bullet Train? Oh. The one who played in The Voice. Oh, Kara Fukuhara. Yeah, where they just had her as the like stewardess on the train mm-hmm. and like i didn't even register it because it was such a it was such a minor character and she was i didn't i guess pay it to that much when you were like you told me that i was like no that wasn't her i didn't believe it <laughs> it's like they got her and then she pushed the th- she pushed the cart around that was it such a waste. also she's also she's 70 years old hmm? no yes Damn. wow I would. She looks great. She does look great. She's older than my she looks mother. Looks fantastic. That's crazy. She's good. Um. She's. But she. The. But again, it's like every. The everything with the criminal stuff. It's not that the actors are bad. It's the plot. Like it's like because literally, literally, Ben Schwartz's character walks into Dracula's lair, and the second he does, I leaned over to my girlfriend and I was like, "He's gonna be the new Renfield," and she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Cause, cause, yeah, of course he is. Why? Cause it's like it's, and that's that's that for me is like the biggest thing about this movie is like all the criminal stuff is so boring. <laughs> Cause it's just all the stuff you've seen before, like no surprises at all. And it's like you know, and Ben Schwartz is like doing his there best also- to make it funny because he's Ben Schwartz, but it, he can only do but so much. <laughs> There was also gotcha. not really one moment where I thought Renfield was in real danger. Yeah. Throughout the movie. Yeah, that's true. So. It was very, it wasn't as high stakes as I think it could have gotten. Yeah, I agree with that. I you know, yeah, he was even in situations where he was getting beaten up, he wasn't acting like he really got hit that hard. Where he was just like, oh, yeah, I'm a little wobbly, but that's it. It's like, no, dude, you should have a full-on concussion right now. Right. Where you just got KO'd. smacked across the face. Well, yeah. Also, the criminalization, like, I've been th- I've, I was thinking about it because I saw the movie on Friday. Um, so I have, I've had, like, a whole day to think about it. And I was like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this, cr- this isn't. This isn't a crime family anymore. This is straight up Cobra, right? From G.I. Joe. Because they they have like access to NSA cameras. They literally bought off the entire police department. It's not just like a few dirty cops here and there. That's what crime families do. They get like a few cops. No, they have the whole precinct. The only person who's not on the take Everyone. is Aquafina. She's the only one. <laughs> It's kind of like everything was actually set in Gotham, not New Orleans. Right? <laughs> like, I'm like, these that are super probably adds to the, ca- the comic book, the, yeah, comic book vibe. The new, the New Orleans Police Department. <laughs> I'm assuming they like had to sign up, sign off on this portrayal <laughs> of themselves for the movie. So I'm like, why would they sign off on this? This is just not. All they told them was that the New New Orleans Police Department's in the movie. They didn't tell them what the role was. (laughs) The whole whole precinct is corrupt. The whole system. It's just like, because when they let him go after, like, he throws, because at first, the first time, when he, like, runs through a DIY checkpoint, throws cocaine bricks at people. 
like whole bricks, not just a little bit. He's like whole whole bags of cocaine. And they're just like, and he's free to go. I'm like, there is no world. I listen, white people get away with a lot, but even this would be pushing it. <laughs> like this would be pushing it. The police themselves right. would be like, we can't help you. Like, there's no way. There's My, no way. A gun way. was not pulled out on him. A gun was not pulled out on him. Aquafina threw, she threw, what did she throw? Her shoe? A baton? Something at him? Yeah. She, she threw, threw a baton. baton. At him. I think it was a baton. It was a baton. <laughs> I was just like, and then after that, then after that, I forget what the second one was, but it was also just this ridiculous crime scene. And it's like, are you kidding me? No, the whole club, like he, like, right, the, the club. club, like literally was uh, the one guy literally put everybody on the ground, either dead, injured, or like took off his some mask. form of non-conscious. Yeah. <laughs> some form of non-conscious, all these club goers, criminals, everything. And they're like, huh, you're a hero. Like, he just... No, not entirely. Well, no, it's like Ben Schwartz... I'm talking about Ben Schwartz's character. He takes off his mask after taking it off in the club, shoots plenty of... Or shoots at, rather, plenty of people. Definitely, like, tons of witnesses are like, yeah, I'll, I'll collaborate that story that, yeah, definitely that guy's a criminal. And the police are still like, and he's free to go. No! <laughs> I know that... The, I know the story is that they're all corrupt. That's why he's free to go. But it's just one of those things where I'm like... Even a corrupt police, like true corrupt police, they would they would draw that they would draw the line there. They'd be like, "Look, we can't help you. How do we like if we let him go? It's going to be unbelievably obvious, <laughs> like incredibly obvious that we are dirty. There is no way Eternal Affairs is not going to arrest all of us if we do not arrest this I'm man." Just, <laughs> as long thinking, as there's no paper trail, I'm guess. just thinking. I'm just thinking last week, last weekend, the uh, uh, NOPD, New Orleans Police Department, they, the, like the real one, they took a group trip. They're like, hey, guys, <laughs> movie's coming out. Let's take a trip. Let's go watch it. Did they? Midway I through. No, it would just be funny if they did. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's what it, right. I don't know if they actually did, but they, they, they probably did. I hope it is. I really you know what it is? All of them were like, like, well, I don't know about y'all, but I'm Aquafina. Nah, bro, I'm Aquafina. Like, all the- <laughs> <laughs> like, we know what you did. You are not Aquafina. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it, like, that's what I mean by, like, it, it's very clear that, like, like, they wanted to have action in this story, and they didn't know how to do it without Renfield just, like, because, you know, you want, you want Renfield to be a, a sympathetic character. And I do like that they address the fact that he's gathering like innocent people for Dracula to eat. Um, but at the same time, they want you to like, like Renfield. So they're like, well, we got to have him like do something heroic. So people are like, no, but he's a good guy. And I'm like, yeah. And so that's, that's why the criminals are in this story, clearly. But it's, I don't know. I just wish there was more to them. You know, there's more of a, there's more to the criminals. So that way it doesn't feel like they're just, a, they feel like a distraction as it is now in the script, as opposed to a part of the story, you know? Um, Cause literally there's a part where- I feel like it, it would have <laughs> been good if they like drew, pulled back the criminal story a little bit, because like it did end up like going side to side with the original plot or the main plot. And it's like, no, we're, we're, we're trying to watch Renfield. 
go back to that man. <laughs> Why are we like looking at this crime family and everything they're doing being like making like no 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 go go back to the main character who we're supposed to be watching. Meanwhile, in Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the police like yeah, great. Back. Maybe it would have worked if the movie was like a little bit longer, but it was like only a ninety minute film. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I just like I wish the I wish the or you know what it is I wish the criminals had more character at least then that would make up for them not really being around they're just like generic bad guys they're just like the stereotypical we're criminals okay and and that's it like okay well <laughs> you're not you're not character you have to disagree with that I have to disagree with that because then that jumps into like this is they actually didn't go to New Orleans they went to Gotham <laughs> they have these crazy ass criminals. Something's going on. Like, there's something in the water. Why is this man named like Snake Man and wearing like a thousand snakes on it? No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, I don't no. need them to be like. We're clearly, in I don't need them now. to be like the Joker, but just like, cause like the support group, for example, like the support group are characters. Like you got Bob, the rough and tough like dude who's who's who's. Well, it's like who is abusing you? Look how big you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but it's like, but it helps to perpetuate the idea like anybody can be in an abusive relationship. Doesn't necessarily have to be like someone who's timid and meek. It be also someone as big as bob who's like all muscled up and big dude with beard and stuff like that but he's having struggles too like and he and even even the little lines he gets he has character he has a personality like i want to know more about bob's life i do not care about ben schwartz or his mom the entire time i was watching the movie although i would have liked if his just because the actress who's playing his mom she's just such a good actress that she carries it, that her character has very little to do and has very little of like a personality, but she has so much charisma, she carries it. Ben Sports don't have that. He needs time to cook and they didn't give him time to cook, to, to really get some real good zingers in there. The only one that was really funny was when he's like, He's like, yeah, I'm gonna have power. Everyone feels like he's—it's he's, a lie. He's gonna make you my your slave. That's not true, because master told me. Oh, <laughs> no, like, like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was the only funny job. That that delivery was perfect. Where he just thinks about it for a second. He's like, shoot, dang it. <laughs> All right, you got me. But that's still—I'm still gonna kill you. <laughs> um, I am after. Just now, uh, scrolling in the uh, Wikipedia article a little more, <laughs> uh, there is more to the mummy connection as well in the Dracula saga. Um, in July 2014, Universal Pictures announced classic horror film properties, including the character of Count Dracula as part of the unified shared universe, blah, 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 which we already know. Uh, after negative reception of Dracula Untold in 2014, its connections to a unified series were downplayed, and The Mummy 2017 was repositioned as the first film in the series. So The Mummy wasn't even the first film. It was Dracula Untold. Yeah, yeah. But then after that <clears throat> got... I, I didn't know that. After that I, got like mixed reviews. Yeah, I knew they, that. They were like, oh, this, this ain't really the first film. Well, that's, it's, it's The Mummy. This that the was first. the one that everybody was talking about because when they were talking about doing a dark universe, everyone was like, so is Dracula Untold a part of that? Because Dracula Untold left off with like this big thing where Dracula is kind of like a hero and he's in the modern day now. And people were like, so is that tie- going to tie in? Because that's kind of a Dracula movie made by you guys, like made by Universal. Is that going to be a part of it? And Universal never answered 
And there was rumors, I think, at that time that they were going to do a unified universe of monster movies. But uh, I think that was the that was going to be the start of it. Then when that didn't do as well as they had hoped, they were like, start over, do the mummy. And then when that failed <laughs> colossally, then they were like, you know what? Listen, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on us. We like, let's just stop. <laughs> let's just stop. We, we tried this two times now, and we failed both. Like we're done. But me personally, I think you failed because you're trying to make action movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like these movies work. If they as made like, horror movies, <laughs> if, yeah, or a horror movie, or if they did some sort of like or dramas, a twenty four drama, like a twenty four style drama where you took like a serious you, you just took it into a serious route i think that could possibly work well that's what me and alex like when me Al, Al, i remember me and alex worked the mummy together and we had pitched like we were thinking about how we would do the dark universe and both of us did, both came to the conclusion that like no don't do action movies do horror or thriller-esque movies that are like serious like that's that's the yeah. way to do it because that's what these movies were before. <laughs> they weren't action movies then. They were they were books and movies as horror. And it was only not only that, the way what was supposed to be after the mummy? Because there was a way they were trying to tie it into the mummy that you could tell this isn't gonna be a good tie-in. Can't remember what it was. But even the route they were going of like which creature was appearing first was a bad route. And I think we also came up with a better way to have like each character connected. We're like, oh, they could do this and this and this, and you find out, oh, they're this. Oh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Because well, it I was, think, I think Bride of the Mummy was Frankenstein was supposed to be the next one. Because they'd already started casting and Which stuff for that one. Weird pick for Bride of Frankenstein. Why would you jump to that? Why would you not do Frankenstein? Right. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They were kind of like over the yeah, like, we'll do this. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, the film was part of, I'm looking at the mummy right now. The film was part of Universal Pictures' dark universe in an attempt to create a modern cinematic universe based on the Universal Monster film series. A remake of Bride of Frankenstein with Angelina Jolie. Right. Because I remember her being. scheduled for release on February 14th, 2019. I remember her being cast and that was big news was that it was going to be Angelina Jolie as Bride of Frankenstein. And then Javier Bardem was going to be Frankenstein's monster. On May 22nd, 2017, the official Dark Universe Twitter account posted an image with Tom Cruise, Sophia Butella, Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem, and Russell Crowe standing together. The picture was revealed to be edited with none of the cast of the Dark Universe having actually been together when it was taken. Yeah. And this seems like it was just, this was just a mess. It was a mess. Like, it was absolutely yeah. a mess. For the, from the very, I remember watching the, they did a whole featurette before The Mummy came out, explaining like everything they wanted to do. They wanted to do, like they, they basically wanted to make the Avengers. They wanted their own Avengers, but they were like, we can't do the Avengers because A, we don't own the characters and B, Marvel's already doing it. So we want our own Avengers. And so they were like, we're going to do monsters and we're going to have Dr. Jekyll 
uh, and Mr. Hyde be like the head of this secret organization that like deals with monsters and stuff. And uh, like and there's going to be references. And so they showed some of the scenes from The Mummy where you get to see the organization where it's like they've got a skull of a vampire in the hands of the creature of the Black Lagoon and all this other stuff. And then they're like, and we're going to have all these movies. And then when they had that picture come out, it was like, yeah, we got Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Javier Bardem's going to be Frankenstein's monster. Uh, all these things. And I'm like, A, your first movie isn't out yet. Like, you don't even know if you're going to get more <laughs> movies after this. Yeah. And secondly, who's uh, who's asking for any of these? Who wants another Invisible Man movie? And let alone Johnny Depp to play him. <laughs> who's asking for more Frankenstein? Just a few years before that, we got I, Frankenstein, starring Aaron Eckhart as an action-type hero Frankenstein. We'd already gotten that. Like a while ago. I have forgotten about that. Yeah. And it was like bad. So (laughs) nobody was asking for more like monster movie action movies. The one like the last one that really was successful, in my opinion, Hellboy. But that's because Hellboy is an action franchise. It's a comic book with action in it. It, it, it. It lends itself to that. Like they like when they were like, yeah, we're trying to harken back to the original 1930s monsters movies. I'm like, they're. Okay, then why don't you make it like that? Dracula's a drama. Frankenstein's a drama. Invisible Man is a thriller movie. Like, these are all not action movies. They're not, because also, like, the biggest thing, I'm like, and then what? You make these movies, and then what are they going to do after that? Like, they're, how are they going to cross over? They're going to write new, they're going to write new <laughs> monsters. New mon- well, Just write well new because monsters. in my head, I'm like, I are you going to have to fight somebody? To do- like, what? <laughs> Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> I think they saw the success of The the Mummy with Red and Fraser. They saw that. They're like, oh, it has it's action-packed. But there were still a lot of scary scenes in that movie. Yeah, I remember I was scared when they I was a kid. I, I did not watch The Mummy for a long time when I was a kid because it was scary. Oh, yeah, when he roars and his mouth gets, like, huge. That's terrifying. The Mummy ride back. at Universal. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed your guy's hands. It's like it. the way it jerked back. I was like, nope. I didn't <laughs> like that. That ride was so um, high. I, I don't think I've ever screamed higher. I thought it was fun. I loved it. We went to the, <laughs> it was great. I love it. Yeah, but do you same. remember when we went to the wax museum and they had the mummy section and I thought the bugs on the floor were real? And I jumped and scared you guys and scared the poor woman who was like right behind us. She was, I remember she was like recording on her selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, she was like doing like social media shit and I just screamed. Look, I didn't know the mummy exhibit was like there and all I see is like bugs on the, I like panicked. I like jumped back. <laughs> scared that poor, poor lady. Woman. I scared everybody. I scared myself. But, um, but I, I think like she that. ended up screaming louder than you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was anyway. it, it was so it like you know it just it's a thing where I was like clearly y'all have no idea where you're going you just want a universe but you're not like putting the steps in place to make it like how it should be and you're trying to make it something it's not like you know what I mean it's the same way where like League of uh, when they made the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie because that's where I thought they were going. Because it's like, uh, do you guys know League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I'm aware of it. I have not seen it. It's um, it's a comic book by Alan Moore, and then later they made a movie version of it. But it's essentially, Alan Moore wanted to make a story using all of the public domain literary figures in one story. Um, and which he uses a lot. Like, the main cast is like the Invisible Man, Mina Harker, uh, Alan Quartermain, 
Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like that's the main cast is like people, you know, but there's characters that come out of nowhere, like the assistant to like Sherlock Holmes that's in a random one scene shows up in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like this, that level of detail where he just pulls all these characters from different books. I do think that's free. He'll take yeah, it. Yeah, like he t- he took it to a whole extreme level, Alan. Uh, like the, how and uh, which Alan Moore, I imagine, has read tons of books, but he takes a lot of characters. But um, but the big thing is like you know when they made the movie, they made it an act like because the 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 story in the comics is like action e, but that's not the point. Like the point is to be more methodical and more thought out. Like and and also super gross and dark. Um, the movie tried to be more like nah, it's an action movie, and all these characters are like superheroes, and they've been come together to fight this <laughs> like Professor James Moriarty trying to start World War Two, and it's like, uh, no, I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> like and that's why I feel like the Dark Universe is trying to get to where I was like, is that what y'all are trying to get to? Because who are they fighting? Like you're making it seem like these are yeah, superheroes. Also- They're not superheroes. They're bad guys. Yeah, I thought about that a lot. I'm like, why are all these monsters teaming up for? What are they trying to do? Because, like, I think there was a movie where, I think it was The Mummy and Dracula met, and they just fought each other. Because that's what monsters do. Mm -hmm. They'll fight. They're not positioned to be like, I'm going to be the good guy, all of a sudden, change of heart. Because even in The Mummy with Tom Cruise, it's the mummy didn't turn good. The actual mummy didn't turn well, good. Well, because the mummy... They made Tom Cruise... Well, the, into, Tom Cruise yeah. becomes, quote-unquote, the mummy, and then he's a good guy now. Really? He just gets the power. Yeah. So, or just all the monsters, yeah. No one's watching that movie, and they shouldn't waste their time to do yeah. so anyway if they haven't seen I'm, it. <laughs> I have it pulled up on HBO Max. I'm sorry, Peacock. No, you don't. Exactly. One no, you don't. <laughs> one of the first lines of that film is, we're not thieves. We're archaeologists. You're silly. Sh- shut up. I hate that line. Shut up. That line pissed me off so bad. It was like one of the first things Tom Cruise said. But thieves are archaeologists. You pocket archaeologists so are kind of thieves. Bro. They're grave diggers. They're yeah. absolutely grave diggers. But it's just look at the whole British. It's regime. like going back to this movie a little bit. Uh, it's like I could easily see if this was a part of the dark universe. Renfield, like they make Dracula and Renfield like Batman and Robin or something. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, and like, <laughs> right? Dracula would not have died at the end of the movie. Yeah, no. But but they they make it clear, like Renfield makes it clear, like Dracula could come back, even though it looks like he's yeah, dead. Yeah, leave the door open. We have his ashes and be buried. Yeah, and he's like Dracula. It'll take him a long time, but he could come back. Does that mean Renfield still? Because at the end, yes, Dracula dies, and they like put him in cement. Some of his ash, they burn him. Put him in cement, put him in the ocean or the sea or whatever. I don't know what, or just. They I just bury know. him, like, in just, a. Yeah, I think they just, like, bury him. they throw like, some? I thought they threw some in water. It was water. I forget where they I put him. I don't know. I think a lake or something, because I think New Orleans is landlocked. Yeah. Swamp. If it were me, I would bury his body. cement pieces, like, all around the world. Just as a safe measure. Like, now we know for a fact, right. even if he is starting to come together, it's going to take him a real long time. <laughs> like, it's going to take at least, like, a couple centuries for him to come back together. <laughs> um. So my question with, with Dracula dying at the end, 
Does Renfield stay immor- immortal? Is he still going to continue? I guess so, because he doesn't uh, exactly have... I don't think power. Dracula can take back the power. I think he just... You, once you have it, you have it. I mean, you could die, I guess, clearly, because Renfield does kill the other, like, familiars. But you can't, like... Also, they... You can't, like, die just regularly, they, you know? They kept, like, a... A, a pitcher. A container of his blood. Yeah. A pitcher of his blood. Um, so I guess he could keep himself alive. All of that on the uh, right, but I don't. I don't know if they because remember they brought back all of the support group. Well, they're already back now, so now they're um, just alive. Know. So it's just over, right? But I don't know if. But they he used resurrected the blood them with the blood. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah, they used the blood, and then they still have a picture at the end of the movie, like a fu- almost full picture. So they got plenty of blood left over uh, for him them to live probably a long, like, at least Renfield to live a long time. Um, which I appreciated. I remember I was seeing the support group in the movie again, and I was like, they're alive, but they died. I was like, oh, right, the, the blood. My bad. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but cool. I'm glad they're alive, which, again, great joke at the end when he's just like, yeah, thanks for bringing me back. And like uh, from the other side and seeing things that we can't unsee and knowing things that we can't unknow. <laughs> it's just like, it's like. And I'm like, because I always think about that whenever it's like people who are like, like, or stories where people constantly get revived, but they never define what heaven or hell looks like. And I'm like, that has to be like a haunting experience. First of all, dying has to be a haunting experience to experience death, then to experience whatever's on the other side and then come back to life and just act like everything's normal that's not possible it's like i have seen the other side i i know the answers that nobody knows which is what happens after you die yeah that would mess you up (laughs) and on top of that you can't tell anybody because so many people have already have their minds made up of what happens like if you tell somebody they'll be like nah i know the truth god's up there and it's like if that's not true you're just like no i'm telling you what it is I've died. Well, that's what, that's like the show, uh, The Good Life. The Good Life. Oh, The Good Place? The Good Place. I love that show. That was a great show. It went for four seasons, which I think was perfect. They kept it, you know, shorter than taking it to 10 or something. Where they're like, yeah, you go to The Good Place or The Bad Place. And, like, technically, it's a little bit from every religion that you think and what you don't think. And, like, you know, it's always changing. And I'm like, that's actually, like, an interesting concept. And they only had one guy whoever really knew the truth they're like oh yeah i forget the character's name he's like he like got a bunch of mushrooms a bunch of drugs died for like four minutes came over saw everything and went back to living his life (laughs) and like he was doing all this stuff because like we work on a point system i have to get into the good place i was like yeah i can see that where he's like totally now devoted to only doing good because he saw the bad in the good place or he saw where you get sort i don't know you get sorted Mm -hmm. We saw where they filmed The Good Place on the Universal Tour. That's true. <laughs> um, you know what was also filmed on that same backlot? The Brandy Cinderella. The new one? Or the old one? No, the, the one for the night. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the new one. But anyway, uh, final thoughts. Yeah, because we're kind of like You're I wrong. think we're I think we're kind of done talking about Renfield because uh, there's just there's right. not much else to say. Like realistically, 
it like final thoughts honestly this movie is like it's it's okay you know it's not awful i didn't hate it i had a fun time watching it i do i just think there's like a lot of things that it it needed a few more touch-ups on the criminal organization side of it because i think all the nicholas cage like all the dracula renfield stuff because you know because that's their characters um all the dracula renfield stuff is perfect that's exactly how it should feel. That's exactly what they should do with those characters, Get, you know, given the story and the comedy of this story and what they're trying to go with. Like that stuff is solid. So I think they nailed that. What they didn't nail was the criminal organization, uh, criminal organization part and how it tied into the rest of the plot uh, without it feeling like it's just kind of taking away from everything that we love about Dracula and Renfield. So I feel like if that stuff was a little more tightened up and better, I would have liked the the movie a lot more. Um, Aquafina's character really isn't like anything special. And, and it, that sucks to say, because I'm sure Aquafina had a fun time playing the role. She does a great job. Um, but it's just a thing where I'm like, she's a forgettable character. I was like, honestly, if you weren't in this movie, I would not care. Your whole subplot with your sister and all that stuff, like it, it did not interest me at all. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that by the end of it, Renfield, because they they were starting to set up this romance between Renfield and Rebecca, and I'm glad they didn't go there with it. Um, near the end, instead, it's just like a really strong friendship that they have and this kinship that they have. And I'm like, good. That's kind of where it should be. Um, overall, if I get to give this movie a grade, I'd probably give it like a. Like honestly, like a C minus. I think it's I think it's okay, but it's just that because that criminal part, the criminal organization thing, takes up so much time, it weighs the movie down because it's like it's overwhelming for a lot of it. And I know it's there for action purposes and also for character purposes to make Renfield a little more of a more uh, character we want to root for. But if you're not gonna put as much time and energy into it as you do into like the stuff with him and Dracula it's going to hurt the movie in my opinion so that's just how i that's my final thoughts alex final thoughts green uh i think this movie is definitely like a b movie this is a straight up 80s horror b movie where unnecessary amount of blood but it kind of works with the way the film's going uh i like i said i think the subplot was actually like too much i think they should have cut it down a little bit like, maybe not bring in the whole organized family crime thing and involve the whole police department. Like, scale it back a little bit to make it a little more believable and maybe not like, okay, you did this much. Now we need more context because you, you did too much. Uh, I do like how they displayed the toxic relationship. It showed that, like, it doesn't have to be physical. It can be just verbal and emotional. Um, I think that's a great way to display it because again Dracula never actually really lays a hand on Renfield except for like the beginning scene and like I think he does hit him near the end when they're fighting but he doesn't do that throughout the film instead he intimidates him he backs him into corners he like belittles him and stuff like that and it's a great way to show verbal uh, manipulation in that part I think it is just a fun campy movie and it's, again, one of those movies you can't take too seriously. You can't read too much context in it. You can't be like, oh, there's a deeper meaning. No, it's about a toxic relationship, how you need to escape it, and they dress it up as Dracula. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate they didn't take, like, the lore about him being immortal now and, like, bugs giving him power. That was, like, reasonable and not too a dramatic addition. 
And I like that because like a lot of times when you have movies from getting from the past or old books, they'll add these insane things like power or adjustment to be like, this is how they got it. That was nowhere in the book or the movies or anything. Why did you add that just to make this plot easier? No, no, that's (laughs) stupid. And it was unnecessary and it looks completely weird to the film. But it was this was subtle enough that like it connected to Renfield's original story in Dracula. So I think they did really good there. And the concept is just interesting to the modern day. And like I said, the costumes were amazing, even especially with Dracula, where it was old timey, the cape and everything. But it still had a modern and fresh view where you're like, he could walk down the street. And I'm like, he's just a fashionable guy. I like it. I respect that. I'm really he's, you know, a cannibal. Are vampires cannibals? Does that count as cannibals? I mean, they're undead, so, so technically they're not human anymore. Like, they're monsters now, so I guess not really. I guess that would be the same concept with a zombie. Yeah, like, they're not not—they're not people anymore. Yeah. They're vampires, which are kind of different. Like, they're sentient beings, but not necessarily human. Okay. Well, his version of cannibalism. Um... So, but I, again, I enjoyed the film and it's definitely like, I think a solid, like B horror film. This is something you're going to watch and be like, laugh at more than like be scared of in anything. So what about you, Jonathan? What's your uh, rating and what are your final thoughts? Uh, like I said, I, you know, probably won't think about this movie too much <laughs> after we end this recording, but for what it was worth, I had a fun time with it. I enjoyed the action sequences. I enjoyed all of the blood in all of its excess. Um, and it was a lot of it. Uh, like I mentioned, I, I really liked the scene where they were fighting on the apartment and just like the campiness of it all, uh, the craziness of it all. Um, I'll probably give this movie maybe... Uh, a C plus just because there were there were uh, there were points where I became like disinterested in the movie and for such a like a succinct ninety minute film I don't think there should be too much room for that in those types of movies mm-hmm. everything should you know flow easily like we were talking about with like the subplot um, and the main plot. I think we should have focused more on one central plot rather than going in different directions because we are not working with a lot of time here. And we have to get through like the setup of uh, who Renfield is in relation to Dracula, um, how they work together, uh, what his gripe is. And um, I also would have appreciated knowing more of how Dracula was planning on taking over the world. He kind of just said, I'm going to take over the world. And that was it. We just had to take him out of word. I wish we would have known like what his plan was to do that. So, Especially when like sunlight uh, is your weakness. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, I always think that when vampires like, I'm going to take over the world. I'm like, how you like no offense but literally all anyone has to do is build a greenhouse to live in and you will literally (laughs) as long as they have shielding at nighttime you will never get to them (laughs) i mean 
If he did, he had somebody who used to follow him around with an umbrella. I'm sure Dracula could find somebody to do that. <laughs> just like a big ass umbrella, just walking about. A large, a large box, dark box, <laughs> like a beach umbrella going on. I mean, I don't know. In Blade, uh, freaking Deacon Frost, he, they were those vampires were sunscreen, like they were like just caked on sunblock to walk around outside in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird, but it might work. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody needs to test the theory. SPF thousand, <laughs> right? Uh, um, but yeah, I thought the movie was 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 average. It was a fun time for what it was worth, and yeah, those are those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, audience, comment below. Uh, audience, tell us how you feel about Renfield. If you've seen yeah. it, if you haven't seen it, are you excited to watch it? You know, comment below. Tell, tell us about it. Yeah. And now, uh, where can we find you? Social media? Socials! <laughs> you can find me at Dr. Rome Red okay. at RoboZoom Media. This is what we do, all right? We say it all the time. <laughs> uh, you can find me at RoboZoom Media at uh, Jerome underscore the underscore show and also at natural rat on instagram check out all the stuff i'm working on and uh, also be on the lookout next month uh dc new talent showcase milestone initiative comes out may 30th uh featuring my story but also other stories from the milestone initiative cohort as well as uh uh some of their art as well and uh, also check out uh, stuff like DC Power Number One, DC Pride if you can find it, and uh, some other stories that also feature um, some of the Milestone Initiative cohort as well to go check out. Uh, in fact, uh, the new Cyborg uh, is written by a friend of mine, Morgan, who's part of Milestone Initiative. He's great. Pick up Cyborg Number One and the Donna DC uh, current run of, of books. And uh, if you want to check out more of what we've got going on as far as, you know, other extra content that you can't pick up on the streaming site, stuff like game, like gaming videos, mini reviews, blogs, book reviews, all types of stuff, go check out the First Ones Die YouTube channel and find some stuff to look at there. In fact, we got a bunch of mini reviews coming. I just reviewed like a, or uh, excuse me, I just filmed a batch of them uh before i went on vacation last week so i gotta edit those but those are coming so be on the lookout for uh reviews of swarm last of us and john wick 4. so those many reviews are coming at you soon um alex where can people find you you can find me at alex and nobody on instagram and on tiktok and the podcast tiktok the first one to die where i post little clips of the episode what we may be watching and just random things i like to watch when I'm bored or a little high. Um, and also on the on the YouTube, watch out for the, the book review me and Jonathan did. Yeah, the book review me and Jonathan did of Killers of a Certain Age, uh, where women in like their 60s, is it their 60s? Yeah, yeah, their 60s. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting book and more murder for all those who enjoy it, so. And what about you, Jonathan? Where are we finding you? You can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever you please. You can also follow us at The First Ones to Die on all these social channels. You can email us, thefirstonestodie at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, speaking of feedback, if you're listening to us on audio, feel free to give us five stars and leave a review. If you're watching us on YouTube, hey, what's up? Go ahead and like, subscribe to this video, or 
like this video and subscribe to the channel <laughs> and leave us a comment. We're all tired, y'all. Like it's it's you understand. Right. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. been a long week. Uh, next week, tune in. It's back. It's finally back, y'all. It's been a long time this year since we've been actually busy this whole uh top of this year. But trivia seven finally is happening. We got trivia seven coming. We may have a special guest host as uh doing the questions last time we had Lauren. Uh, who knows who's gonna be this time around, but the only one way to find out, tune in next week and check out Trivia 7. I don't know what it's gonna be called yet because we've already done like trivia, like the trilogy, the saga, the franchise continues. I forget what Trivia 6 was called. I think I also accidentally named it the saga again. Uh, we'll, we'll change it to something else. Trivia 7 will be, oh no, I know what it is. I remember last time we talked, we said Trivia 7 would be called Too Fast, Too Trivia. So, <laughs> actually, sometimes I just here's the thing. We didn't agree on that. I just said that. <laughs> okay, so you're a dork. All right, it's just your own. Oh, okay, I got worried. It's still gonna be named me. that. All right, it's still gonna be that. <laughs> as long as I am, as I am. So tune in next week for We're trivia all seven. two for trivia six. Seven. So it's true. It's true. This will be the tiebreaker. The, the current yeah. Cur yeah. Current trivia champ though is Alex. Current current champ oh, no. is Alex. Last yeah, last mm -hmm. winner. You're the Just reigning champ. Let us to watch Jaws. Just let us to watch Jaws. So everybody go check out that review too. Yes. I love my shirts. <laughs> but anyway, tune in next week for trivia seven. Whatever it be named. We'll be called too fast to trivia. <laughs> we did. I, I thought that was Trivia 6. No, Trivia 6 was, I think, also called The Saga accidentally. We'll have to call it something else. We'll have to figure out a new name. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week. We will hopefully see y'all there and maybe have a special guest like your website. But as for now, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Bye. Bye.